So, fun fact number one, the tallest sand dune in North America is located in Colorado. Fun fact number two, just outside the gates of the Great Sand Dune National Park is an alligator farm. It started out as a tilapia farm, and they needed a means to dispose of the tilapia. So, alligators, logical. From there, it's sort of morphed into a exotic animal rescue kind of place. So while on a camping trip to Sand Dunes National Park with my Boy Scout Troop 223, of course, as we drive by a sign that says Colorado Gator Farm, we're not going to not stop. So we go in there and we're greeted by a very large, very hairy ginger man named Noah, who promptly lets us know that he's recently been released from a mental institution, and he's about to go wade out in the alligator pond. So, of course, we're going to go watch. We're standing up on an observatory deck, and he's kind of telling us about how this one alligator has an injury, and he needs to go and retrieve it from the pond for medical purposes. So he's got this big stick, and he's going to go wandering out into this pond full of full-grown alligators and lasso it and drag it through the water. And then once he gets to land, it's going to be strong, so he's going to need a volunteer to help him pull it out of the water. So he presents that to us, and collectively, everybody steps back. And then there's me. I'm doing the pick-me dance. I'm all of, like, 15 years old, and I'm ready. I'm ready to go. And out of my peripherals, I can see my dad do the eye roll, scoff, head toss thing that's common for a lot of dads with teenage daughters, but seemed really common throughout my youth because I had this idea that I was going to die. And so I wanted to have a good story if I was going to punch that time clock early. It was really important to me that if I'm up there and I'm like looking down and they're listening to Tom Petty's I Won't Back Down at my wake, I want them to be like, can you believe she was eaten by an alligator? Can you believe that her parachute didn't open when she jumped out of that plane? I wanted it to be cool, you know? I didn't want it to be like, not that dying young is ever average, but I wanted a good story. So he's annoyed common theme. We sign the waiver. I pull that alligator out of the water. I tie it off with my Boy Scout clove hitch knot. We s climb on its back. I open its mouth and we take a picture. And it's a cute picture. I'm cute as a button in that picture, I tell you what. So then, you know, life goes on. We continue on with our camping trip. We go on through life and these kinds of things are a common occurrence. Now we fast forward. It's 2K12, Panama City Beach, Florida spring break. I'm 22 years old. I've spent the day on the beach lecturing frat boys about the importance of staying hydrated while not staying hydrated. It's very late. I don't know what time it is. I don't really know where I am at this point, but I'm in this conversation about alligators with all these boys. And I'm like, one time I wrestled an alligator in Colorado. And they're like, no, you didn't. That never happened. You're wrong on a number of levels, but no. And I'm like, bet. I have photographic evidence that this occurred. And they're like, no, you don't. Prove it. And I'm like, okay. So like any logical individual, I called my father to get the picture. Duh. So I call him up. It's the middle of the night. He answers. And I'm like, hey, Dad, um, I'm here with these guys. And uh, they don't believe me that I wrestled this alligator. So can you like go and like send me a picture of the picture? And he's like, quiet for a second. He's like, uh, okay. Thanks. Love you. Bye. 
So he, he does. He stays true to his word. He sends me a picture of the picture, and I show it to the guys, and they're like, oh, dang, you're kind of a badass. And I'm like, I know, watch me open this beer with my teeth. <laughs> and then the next morning I wake up, and I have a hangover. Headache, heartburn, indigestion, upset stomach, the whole nine. And in addition to that, there is this cloud over my head of regret because I have drunk dialed my father. Now I have three options. I can pretend it has never happened and it will be something we never talk about but he holds over my head forever. I can wait until I'm no longer hungover and then call him but that gives him many more hours to fuel his lecture fire. Or I can just rip off the band-aid and just get it over with all at once. So I go with option C. I call him up and I'm like, hey dad, I'm really sorry go ahead, give me what you got. And he's quiet for a second and he says, Amanda, when your name popped up on my phone in the middle of the night, I thought of every terrible thing that could happen to my daughter on spring break. I thought you had been robbed. I thought you had been hit by a bus. You were in the hospital, you were in jail. I didn't know and I answered the phone and you were just too much. You were just proven yet again what a glory and a joy you were to be in this world. And I just really couldn't be that mad at you for that. So I didn't mind going out to my truck to take a picture of the picture to send to you. And I'm like, uh, okay, love you, bye. <laughs> like, I don't want to give him any extra time to, you know, change his mind or anything. So... I get off the phone and as I'm like working through my hangover, it stuck with me that he said he had to go out to his truck to go and get a picture of the picture. So I went back and I looked at my phone and sure enough, that picture of me wrangling that alligator is on the dash. You know in that spot where dads keep their daughter's ballet recital photos or their gymnastic pictures, their graduation photos, the proud papa spot? My dad, of all the pictures that he could have chosen from my life, chose one of my greatest too much moments. One of those like inexplainable, like what is happening here? I don't understand why this is going on. That's the picture that he chose. And I realized that after all these years of eye rolls and scoffs and head tosses, it wasn't that he was hating on me. He was like rooting for me. It was like silly and funny to him too, because he wanted his daughter to have something to write home about. He wanted me too to live my best life. And I realized in that moment that my dad was really proud to have a daughter who was too much. Thank you.